Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. This conversation with Robin McLean, who lives in Oregon, is so rich. As you listen, you're going to hear the joy and deep passion and convictions that she has, especially in valuing others in whatever pain they are walking through. She tells about the most vulnerable time in her life as she walked through very deep pain and her choice to value the life of her firstborn child. Robin's life and story is about gathering and loving others through engaging in creative ways for deep, life-changing connections. I love how she's using her gifts, her talents, her strengths as an offering for others in such tangible ways. Robin is truly an inspiration. Be sure to look at the show notes for a link to the article that she refers to in our conversation. Yes, communication is one of her strengths. Also, if you enjoy listening to Embrace Your Strengths, please leave a review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. I would love to hear from you. Enjoy our conversation. I am so excited for you to hear from a fun friend, Robin, who lives in Oregon. Welcome, Hi, thank Robin. you for having me. So I, I know that our listeners are in for a treat today to hear from you. And there's so many different connections of how we know each other. But I would love for you to start with just introducing yourself. <laughs> where you live, what you do, and well, who you are. Um, I'm Robin, and I guess the most interesting, one of the most interesting things about me is I actually wasn't born Robin. I was born Jasmine Jean Claveria because I was born in the Philippines, and I was adopted by my amazing parents who were pastors then, and they're pastors today, and that's a whole nother God story. Very, <laughs> very many intricate, complex details to that, and. Um, but yes, my name's Robin. I live in the Dalles, Oregon, alongside the Columbia Gorge. And I most people love me for, I mean, they know me. Maybe they love me. But they, they know me for loving coffee. Apparently, I have not had enough of it yet. Even though caffeine does nothing for me, I just like it. It calms me. To, it's calming to me. And so I think it has the opposite effect or I've heard others with ADHD that it's that way also. But um, yeah, so like the I, I am married to a wonderful husband who is really great at woodworking. And I have the two wonderful loving children that have maybe a little bit too much energy and uh, very extroverted like myself. Um, so they are a lot of energy. Um, but yes, I... I'm the founder and coordinator of Stirring Embers. It's a group of women that come together to encourage one another in life. And then I'm also a creator and shop owner at Brewed Grit, which, yes, it is all things coffee. Mm. Wow. That's that's exciting. You have a lot of tricks in your bag, Robin, and I'm excited to um, unpack those <laughs> a little bit as we talk about your strengths. But um, I think... I love just 
thinking about how you and my daughter Claire met. And I'd love for you just to kind of tell that story because then that's kind of how I got to know you as you helped me with some different things too. Yeah. Well, back in the day, I used to uh, run uh, a different website. It was just my creativity and passion oozing out. And I came across Claire Colwell's website because uh, it the website centered around pro-life, sex trafficking, and missions. And Claire's story just blew me away. And what I loved most was her her character and her outlook of forgiveness and valuing others, regardless of how she had been treated as an abortion survivor. And her story of forgiveness because she survived an abortion, but her twin did not. And um, her birth mother has gone through leaps and bounds of healing, and uh, has also shared her story to help other women avoid that hurt. And so the beautiful thing is you being in my life by being in her life because you and your husband adopted Claire. And I loved that because I'm adopted. And so when we talked back in 2014 on the phone after I reached out to her asking to share her website on my website, she wanted to talk and it was over an hour long and I just felt like I knew her so well from the start and both being adopted, we just, we became good friends, but we also in some ways feel like sisters just because of the way we connect. And like, even today, we're just like family. I'll, we'll be on our um, FaceTime and I'll have it propped up. And sometimes we don't even talk. We're just going about <laughs> our day talking to us. Kids, I'm cooking. She's typing an email to an organization on something, and then she'll tell me, "Hey, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to word this." And I'll be like, "Well, you could say it this way." She's like, "Oh, okay, that's a good idea." She's like, "What are you cooking? You're always eating when we talk." <laughs> oh. Like, well, it's chicken today, and so that's what it's like. We just feel like family when when we're together, even if she's in Texas and I'm in Oregon. Mm. That's so fun. It's just great to have friends like that, people you can connect with at any time. So I, I love seeing y'all's friendship and just the encouragement that you both give to each other. Well, I would love to um, start with you um, telling about your top five Clifton strengths. It's been fun for me to to dive into that with you on Zoom the last few months. And um, I know there's a lot of a lot of other things kind of that that inform any of us really about our lives, like our passions, our stories. And after a while, I'd love to hear more about your story, but I think it's fun just to have the launching spot of our top five strengths. So tell about your top five strengths and a little bit what you've been learning and how they're helping you take the next steps in your life. Yeah. Um, so at first they kind of surprised me until I dug into what each of them meant. And I'm like, oh, well, that totally works. That totally uh, reflects me. And um, so my top strength is woo. And uh, it's not something that I, I feel like I hear a lot. I didn't know that it was like an actual thing. thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I knew like people would be like, oh, did you woo her over? But I didn't know it was like, a you know, anything outside that phrase. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Um, and my second top strength is belief. And my third is futuristic. 
Fourth is ideation. And fifth is communication. Yeah. So what, I know we kind of unpacked those a little bit as we've talked, but what, what do those look like in your life and what are you encouraged about them or even say, oh yeah, I really do this a lot. Or Yeah. Well, like in the top thing listed in Woo is fearless with strangers can talk to anyone, anywhere about anything. And I think like growing up, I've just always noticed that I adapt well and the way I see people, um, I don't really see them as intimidating, I guess. So when some people are like, well, I feel intimidated to talk to them, like I, I can feel excited about talking to someone, but growing up, my parents have just always taught me people are people, value everyone, you know, and yes, are important people, but as far as just, um, I don't know. And some of it I think might be my, my own outlook of others. And so I just, um, I don't see status the way some people in the world might. I just want to get to know them for them. And so the, one of the things that stood out to me is something that other people have said. And I was like, huh, cause I just thought maybe other people naturally like that, which is ex- extraordinary ability to draw others out, especially in social situations. And I don't know how it happens, but like sometimes I'll be sitting at a table and I look at these seven people and I'm like, all these people have called themselves introverts. (laughs) (laughs) Just And I keep saying we'd have no social life if it wasn't for Robin. But for me, I feel like I see people doing things and I'm not always there. So it's not something that I think about. But it's something that I keep hearing repeated by Uh others. And I don't even try to. It's just, um, you know, and God is really, you know, when they say we are weak, but he is strong. And without him, I wouldn't have my strengths. Because I think um, through hardships, knowing the most hurt, coldest, hardest parts of me, and my my flesh strength because I I am strong in other ways people don't realize it with my smaller frame but um, I just I think I would probably be one of the most closed off coldest people if anyone's in Yellowstone Beth Dutton hands down but the Holy Spirit keeps me more like <laughs> Monica and you love both for different reasons but I'm. I'm just the that's my best comparison with that and uh but yeah it's it's all because of him that I have these kinds of strengths because I know what other areas of hardship I would have probably just given to because of hurtful things in life and so I'm passionate about encouraging others through through those hurtful things because I know the freedom and redemption and restoration that can happen when you overcome that and that freedom that God has to offer. And so I have this overwhelming love and passion for people that goes beyond my own flesh self. And in doing so, a strength like Lou comes out because otherwise it wouldn't be there. I would just be like, the world is dark. The world is hurtful. I just want to hole away, stay in my garden, do this, do that. And so it wouldn't be. And uh, so that's something that I know about myself and truly where my strengths come from. I love that. 
That's such a great perspective on it all. And just the, just all the other parts and especially even like your second strength of belief. It's like, that's already coming through as you're talking about your woo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's the only reason why I am what I am. Yeah. So what, how, what, what else about belief? Cause you have definite core, strong beliefs. Uh, Unwaveringly driven by foundational core values. It's so true. Like I've learned how um, like balance is hard. So like for me, Because I have such belief in certain things, um, our strengths can also become our weaknesses if we don't reflect on the proper uh, application and balance of them. And so sometimes for me, I wanted to boldly step out in all these things and cover all these things because um, this was right and this is wrong, this is right, this is wrong, and it's affecting people. And so I need to do this, this, and this because it felt wrong, like it literally would hurt my heart and soul if I didn't. But then I realized I can still walk in my beliefs via truth, but it might look different. And which beliefs does God want me to focus on um, in this in this area or this season? And so I had to like hone in what that would look like, because everything I feel like has has a purpose and has a value and I want to make a difference. And so like under it, it says spirit of service toward family, community, humanity. Well, that covers a lot of things. <laughs> and yeah. We only have time for so much. And like I said, my kids have a lot of energy. And so I need to do whatever I can to make sure first and foremost, how am I creating and cultivating a safe and healthy home life with how I feel about things? So if I'm, if I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm having a harder time, uh, exuding the fruit to the spirit, specifically patience, um, and maybe some self-control, then, then maybe I need to look at, okay, you know, what, how do I need to balance these out? And, and realizing that I have a, it helps to see it because I realize that it's not in, in everything gauge for everyone. Belief is, but for me, it's like ranked specifically. And so, um, I'm maybe feeling this stronger, than normal and need to um, figure out what how how much I apply that so that other areas of my life are healthy also. Yeah, and I think with belief, it's again any any of the strengths that we have, like you mentioned, we can tend to think doesn't everybody think this way, but they don't. And I think mm-hmm. even as over time you you are getting more clarity of your passions and what's Mm -hmm. feasible for you to, to do in regards to your beliefs. It's, it's neat just to see, see it coming together. I mean, I know just as a mom, a mom's always juggling all kinds of things, but, um, but even knowing, yeah, your, your strong beliefs are driving your, your life, your day, your relationships, all that you're doing. (laughs) Well, some of it that has helped me is working on discerning which things um, I delve into and which things I don't. You know, like I I was asked to run for many different kinds of, uh, to be a candidate in different areas of politics. But one, I did feel like it would take away from the other areas I was called to. And I realized that I could still help people be 
aware with proper information and encouraging leaders. And part of my goal, it's hard because sometimes, which is where um, I'm always like with belief, what is God calling me to versus what people are doing that have the same beliefs as me. So like there's many who have the same faith and, and political beliefs as I, but I look at how they're going about it. And then God's like, but this is how I want you to address the issue. And so it may not mean jumping into some full career, but how, how does God want me to reach hearts in this scenario and how can I do that? And so sometimes that's coming alongside and influencing leaders, whether you believe everything they do or not. And um, we've become so divided in this world and God's called us to reach others. And I mean, you look at everyone that God and, and Jesus reached in the Bible, like were they, were they totally should have been before they reached them? No. And so I have this driving force of just wanting to reach those that might not be in the same stance or belief as I, and then just asking, how does God want me to pour into them while I am on this trajectory and what he's calling me to do? And through that, I, I feel this, um, thriving and being who I'm, I'm meant to be because I strongly believe in evangelism. And I think sometimes people think even they have evangelism in a box. Um, but for me, it's just, it's an all out life calling because we're but a short breath in life now and everything we do now will affect eternity. And so I'm always asking myself, am I getting too caught up in the now or is what I'm going to do affect eternity? And is it going to reach these other people and affect their eternity? And then maybe they can affect those that they reach. And so there's just um, a lot of different areas where that I, I ask, you know, where he's really leading me and how to balance out all these things that I strongly believe in. What about your futuristic and ideation? Those are both two two strengths that are in the reflecting quadrant. Mm -hmm. So they're more things that you're thinking about processing information and ideas. Mm -hmm. What do those look like? Um, One of them is, yeah, futuristic. It talks about painting a picture of potential possibilities vividly envisioning it. I feel like I do that all the time, which kind of makes, again, it hard to discern where my yeses and nos are because I it's like this picture that just keeps going and going. Ultimately, I have to put a lot of it into God's hands <laughs> because uh, mm-hmm. one can only do so much or you're just going to go crazy. Um, I like the reflections on a positive future, remove current barriers to change. And that's just very much I look at the things that we can do now and the domino effect that it can have into the future, even if it just starts with people being more aware and starting with helping people thinking about being intentional can lead to something that you want to address later to actually put into motion. And I mean, like, yeah, even with ideation, (laughs) yeah, the prolific thinking produces never ending flow of creative concepts, ideas and innovations. That also, I think, goes hand in hand with futuristic and how I'm always thinking on things like that. Um, 
always trying to create and form something that is going to tangibly reach people. Um, I love being creative, but there always has to be a purpose behind it because I just feel like it should mean something. It should work its way towards some kind of impact. And uh, so like my shop with Brewed Grit, it's about thinking about uh, giving coffee a whole new meaning. And because there's a message behind the whole ordeal. I do sell coffee, but I sell merch that has designs or words and a meaning behind it so that it encourages people to walk in that message of boldness or impact or, you know, being who they are or that they can be who they are. Some people feel like, well, I just can't. And it's like, no, you can, you know, you can do this. And um, with like stirring numbers, we have the rekindle campaign, which is uh, talking about the awareness of sex trafficking and how people are affected. But the focus is very much on not just knowing what goes on internationally or in some state way far away, but how it affects where we are today, the people that we're going to see every day. Because we don't realize how many people within our communities are affected by it. And I'm always trying to bring attention to all kinds of people, but also especially the church. Um, You might be aware of all these things in the big way, but we need to be very present and aware of our community and not oversee those who are right in front of us. And so I think that, I guess, belief, futuristic, and ideation just kind of all go together (laughs) with with the things I feel like they rotatingly swirl in my mind. And it's just, um, it's all right there. Well, and then your communication strength, which kind of gives leverage to all those things too. Um, people with communication can put ideas and words into to pictures of ways that people can grasp it. And even just as we're talking, I think about that strength that you have. It's like you're Thank just you. giving vivid images. What else do you have? You, what are the ways have you seen your communication strength? in action. I mean, it's like all over the place. (laughs) Um, well, I love, um, I love talking and I've learned how to over time, how to hone in on that strength as in being more concise or saying something that maybe I would have taken eight minutes to say and say it in one minute. And honestly, the best training ever was, was working on Instagram reels because they only allowed one minute for a while. And now it's 90 seconds, but I'm just like, okay, this, this is effective and in doing this. And so that helped hone in my skill. But otherwise I've learned when speaking in certain areas, do it short and concise. And that has really worked. And then with writing in certain things is when I can, um, elongate certain ideas a bit more or touch on something. But even then, um, yeah, that's something that is a passion of mine that I love doing is writing and communicating with with the reader and having it tie in with how I do videos and present life. Oftentimes when I communicate, it's not just with words. It's also with how we're exemplifying our life or sharing our life with others. And so, I mean, maybe some people get annoyed by, by pictures and 
you know, things just being put out there. But personally, I, I've learned to look past that. And I just love sharing various pictures of life because to me, it's communicating that we're on a journey together. And then through it, I also like to communicate in transparency with me not being a perfect person. I don't have it all together. And um, putting, putting ways of, you know, you can do this too, to the person. And sometimes, mm-hmm. and, and I think, uh, I feel like it works. Like I know you said, like, how, how have you seen them come to play with working? It's funny because I keep throwing myself off guard because I know that I'm doing that. But then I have people um, come up to me where I have no idea who they are, but they come up and they act like they know everything about me. Um, <laughs> like not, not in a weird way. Cause I purposely do it like, Hey, we're in this journey of life together and I'm sharing these things, but people will come up and then sometimes they'll also just, you know, open up. I guess that kind of circles back to the woo part. Um, cause sometimes it's not even in person. They come up and and sometimes I think, okay, we're going to meet and it'll be an introductory thing. And before I know it, they're sharing the deepest, darkest thing that they're struggling with in that moment. And it's like the first coffee date. And, <laughs> you know, um, and uh, but I'm always praying that God will use interactions however however is needed for their soul. You know, do they need someone as a confidant? Um or do they just need someone to be there who doesn't need to know the deep, dark things, you know, um, that can just not expect anything from them? And so I think with communication, it's it's more than verbal and written words. It's how are we communicating in all these other different ways and how we make people feel and feel safe and um, that we're we have their best interests in mind, not, not taking that conversation and, and using it elsewhere, you know, for our own good or, um, gossip, which is a huge pet peeve of mine. I address it often in our stirring embers things, because that's something that I've saw seen even in ministry, even amongst ministry leaders as a huge barrier in, in creating, um, problems that start off as a little snowball and create a huge avalanche of issues in ministry. And uh, so I'm always just wanting to not only communicate, but trying to in grace, but then also um, more bluntly say how, uh, how we can learn to talk to one another. I mean, you would think that it's so simple, but I think there's many that need to see it exemplified and then felt come like you're coming alongside them and creating the space for this is how we're a community. And there's that, that rule that we just don't backstab one another. Well, Robin, I remember like when we first met, um, I think at my house and just you sharing about your story of abuse and becoming pregnant by by rape and how courageously you chose life for your firstborn. And I would love to hear just how your strengths have um, shown up in just the most vulnerable time of pain that you've had in your life and how they continue to show up because of this, this chapter, this part of your story. 
Yeah, thank you. Um, a lot of our hardest situations are also great opportunities for growth and becoming stronger through it. And even though I had deep beliefs since I was a kid and a teenager, I found myself in this new place of truly walking through that, no matter the circumstances, no matter how hard the situation was. Um, But I would say the way that strength, and that was through God taking me through that, um, the way I was met with strength in my most vulnerable moments, the way that it's formed and shaped me into who I am today, is also with a, a deepened understanding and empathy for those who have or are walking through those kinds of situations and hardships. Because you can know something and you can say the right things and you can still have empathy even without walking through something, but you just don't understand the same walk of shame, rejection, and the way someone goes through something. And And also for me, it was taking my focus off my circumstance and asking myself what truly mattered. And that was valuing the precious life growing within me. And, you know, it didn't matter if I wanted or didn't want my son. It wouldn't have changed how valuable and precious he was. My opinion did not measure his value as an individual human being on a scale. And so that was something that I not only knew, but clung to. And at the time that it happened, I was at college and rumors were going around, but no one knew that I was in this abusive relationship. And so I basically wore like a scarlet letter on my chest for a long time until the truth came out later and I was free. And then suddenly everyone was like, Oh my goodness, I didn't know that what that was happening. And you know, some people they think I don't know, people just at some point need to realize that gossiping about someone behind dorm room doors does not help the person. And so it just motivated me to want to not only love and reach others who might be overlooked or judged in a way um even if some people think that there's validity to a judgment, it shouldn't change how we honor and reach others. And so that's where a lot of my strengths come through and wanting to mobilize others to help others and um, energize their passion to reach them regardless of their situation and, um, connect people for the good and strength in a community and relationships. And so I guess that's where uh, a lot of my strengths come to play is also from the weakest, most vulnerable parts of my life and the passion that I um, have found in valuing life even in the darkest of times. And I think that's difficult for people to value one another or a pregnancy when there's um, so much noise going around them. And so that's why I'm always trying to point out the value of people themselves, as well as the value of others and their perspective in that. 
Mm. Wow, that's so powerful. And I love, like how you said, just um, just as you've come through that, as you've been met, just I'm sure just your faith and so many different things that have forged you through, like you said, your deepest, darkest pain, but seeing how in the midst of that, God using your uniqueness, your ability to to care deeply for others, to put words to things that are important, your communication strength and your belief. I mean, just, I just see it as such a beautiful gift of um, what you have to offer the world, the people around you. I think of the, the ladies I see on your Instagram that you gather for coffee and enjoyment. And just, I just love seeing that Robin and just, knowing that just the depth of what you are bringing to the world is, is so meaningful because of, like you said, your pain, but also it's, you're able to step out on it because yeah, you like to put things to words. You have deep convictions. You, you have a strong faith that, that helps you to meet people where they're at and to even help you in your deepest, darkest pain. I don't know. It's just, (laughs) I just love it. I just think it's so beautiful. And I, I think of the, the lives that you touch and I know even like, I think there've been some different articles and stuff about your story, but just knowing that, yeah, you, you can put, you can put those difficult things into messages that people can hear. And I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things with the article that really reached people because um, of the, the surprising feedback, uh, positive feedback that I got from it was from people who had different beliefs than me. They weren't Christians. And um, a lot of them were uh, pro-choice. Uh, but the reason is because when I was in the middle of writing it, suddenly God just said, this is where you're taking it. I want you to speak to the reader. And he's like, I want you to speak to the people who have been hurt by other Christians because how can they value others when they themselves don't feel valued? And so you need to speak to that pain. And so he was like, I want you to speak to the girl who's been hurt by her dad. I want you to speak to the person who was rejected by their father. I want you to speak to the one who's... Um, been turned away from the church. And I want you to speak to the one who was just left in the dust like you felt at one time. And I just want you to love them because I want them to know my love. And so I just will never forget that when I was writing it, I was bawling like this and I could barely see, I could barely see the computer screen. And so I was just using my Mavis Beacon skills and trying to type without being able to see the screen by memory. And, um, and so people who knew friends up in New York, they're like, um, yeah, so this liberal feminist shared your article and they said it was really good and they don't have any of the same beliefs as you because so many mm. people have been hurt. And even, you know, as a pastor's kid growing up and having my deep beliefs and having empathy and being able to put myself in other people's shoes, no matter how good I was at it, actually experiencing it from the other side of the fence is a whole nother story. And Mm. I, I felt so bad for the pain that so many people have been through in life. 
from from the church or even those who meant well, but they didn't do it right. And those who didn't mean well, and they put themselves and their opinions on a pedestal and because people do tear one another down. And so that's why I'm just, I'm so passionate about um, not just forgiveness, but people learning how to just love one another better regardless and really coming behind that message. And um, because even though we're Christians in a church or, you know, people pouring into others saying, encourage everyone, love everyone, support everyone. There just seems to be a lot of keys missing and people actually putting that into play with others and and where they're at and um, helping them through hard circumstances. And so, yeah, I just, I feel it. And I just hope that more people uh, get that message. (laughs) Mm, Wow. Wow. Thank you for just sharing your heart. And it's just, again, just so beautiful just to see your, your care and your passion and your love, like for others, like you're saying that, that have been hurt deeply and have questions. So I, I'm just so, so inspired by how you are being offering with your gifts and your pain and your suffering, but you're you're offering hope to others through through the things that are true and to give others hope too. So, well, I have one last question I'd love to ask is um, what has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? <laughs> um, honestly, it's been creating space in my schedule. I mean, right off the bat, I would say my kitchen because we went through a really crazy remodel last year. And so I am just really grateful (laughs) for my kitchen right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, creating space and not having everything stacked up and back to back because calendars, they get filled automatically pretty well. But it has allowed me to truly rest in God's presence and um, soak in everything else around me and having more enriching times with my kids and just, you know, pouring into them. I'm diligent with the other things and stirring numbers and brood grit, and those are always awesome. But just really learning how to slow down and create quality moments and quality time and mapping out space in my day. And I think the world would be much better for that because we are – moving too fast in our busified building of society schedules. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a good word. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Robin. I appreciate just, um, just you taking time and I know the things you had to say will encourage others and thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. 
You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.